You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. AC Sparky Fiber, 12.50 a.m. The Fan, along with our guy, Bucks Superfan, uh, Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter, and Nathan Marzian. Uh, and, of course, at Sparky Radio would also be the way you can find me if you'd like. Uh, and, of course, we do this uh, every Tuesday and Thursday evening, available for you first thing Wednesday and Friday morning. So download wherever you download your favorite podcast. You obviously found us this time. Tell your friends, tell your family. Green and growing is a thing. We want more and more people to check us out. Uh, so we can have more and more interaction, right? That's kind of the goal of it at the end of the day. Uh, all right, so let's talk about uh, over the weekend, uh, we had uh, Hornets basketball. It wasn't exactly a great basketball game, uh, per se, uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, and to be honest with you, the Knicks wasn't going exactly great either yesterday uh, before they came back and, and pulled that one off. Your thoughts of what you saw in the last couple of games, Nathan Marzio? Yeah, the Hornets game was a disaster pretty much from the get-go they gave up 51 to the hornets in the first quarter um and just never could get back into that game Giannis only scored nine points didn't i think he took i don't even know how many shots he took but he, he didn't didn't shoot much didn't score much didn't play much they sat the starters for most of the fourth and yeah i mean it was pretty shocking to give up 140 points to or 100 however many they gave i think it was 139 140 way to too hornets. damn many that's how many to, to the hornets um yeah, so that was very disappointing game and just one that, you know, we definitely a lot of people hit the panic button after that one. A lot of people were concerned after that one just because it was so ugly at home. You had Giannis and Drew and the Hornets just kicked their butts, including Bud. Bud hit the panic button. Bud in his postgame presser talking about how, you know, we're, we're not being competitive in NBA games and this type of stuff. I heard him say it. And my first thought was, oh, my God, what are you doing? Like, I mean, I know you won a championship. You got a ring. I'm not going to sit here and second guess you after every single thing you do like I used to before you won the championship. So I'm going to give you a lot of space to, to assume that you know what the hell you're doing. Uh, having said all of that, there was no reason for that. I mean, just not like what the only thing I can say to that is unless you were in the locker room the last couple of games, letting them have it and they're not responding to you. And that's not working. So now you chose to bring it out to the public to do it this way. That's the only way that would have made sense. But if you, if the, if the first time they're hearing this, which it better not have been the first time, is you criticizing their effort and competitive nature and all that stuff, if that's the first time they're hearing it, is going public with it, I'm not a fan of doing it that way. Uh, now, on the other hand, if he has been chewing their butts out for the last week, two weeks, whatever it is, and they're not responding, that's a red flag that 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 should be a red flag. 
if he's chewing them up and down and they're still not playing hard like he wants them to play and not doing what he wants them to do, and they're not responding to Bud, that's a huge red flag, I think, for this Bucks team. Yeah, I think it's more of a wake-up call and you're trying to, you know, I mean, I mean, it's people get mad when he says nothing and he's just like, well, we got to play a little bit better, blah, 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 because people are like, no, it has to, you know, you should be panicking a little bit. Well, then when he says, yeah, this is a little bit concerning, then people are like, oh, well, you know, why do you say that? It's either way, he's kind of going to be criticized for what he says, but I know what you mean. It is, I mean, what he said is not untrue at all. It's, it's, no, it's not fair. Like they had some, you know, they had, they've had a few games now in the last um, few weeks slash month where they were, you know, they, they didn't come ready to play. They just did not look very competitive and just looked lethargic. And again, that's, there's going to be games like that that comes with regular season basketball in 82 games. But, you know, again, it's something that you want to fix before it becomes too much of an issue. And I think it was more of just a wake up call to everyone. Like, you know, this isn't acceptable. This isn't what we were, you know, even though it's regular season, even though we know this isn't the end goal, we need to be better than this. And so I didn't have a, a huge problem with it that way, but yeah, I mean, and then last night too, you said, you know, they, they didn't look good for the first basically three quarters, but it was awesome to see them turn it on and, give themselves some type of momentum because it just looked like a team that was just kind of sleepwalking. Like, you know, you again, they lost on Friday, they go to New York, they're down 12, 15 or whatever it was, 17. 17 and, yeah. and it's like, like in the third quarter, you're just kind of like, all right, this can be another loss. They're just, the offense looks bad. They can't shoot. They're turning it over. They just don't look good right now. Good to see them at least, you know, have the mental toughness to say, let's get out of this thing and, and make this a game and be able to make some plays on the stretch and win it. Drew Holiday yeah. decided he was going to go win it. He had had enough, and Drew Holiday said, that's it. And now listen here. I mean, Drew Holiday has had his issues, too, getting in super early foul trouble and all this nonsense. So it's not like he's free and clear of criticism for the kind of the buck struggles and what, what they've been going through here. But Drew Holiday kind of played hero last night for them in the fourth quarter without, without a shadow of a doubt. The other guy that probably had his best game as a Milwaukee Buck was Joe Ingles. I mean, not only shooting the ball from outside, but being a playmaker and a creator as well, Nathan. Yeah, that's exactly, you know, those pick and rolls with Giannis are exactly what you brought him here for. You know, when we got him, I was that that was my first thing. Because people, I don't know, people think of him as a shooter scorer. And to me, I always was like, I'm more excited about his ball handling. I'm more excited about him in the pick and roll passing. And someone, because we don't have guys off the bench that can do that. We have plenty of guys that can shoot, you know, theoretically, like sometimes they struggle, obviously, but we have plenty of shooters off the bench, but we don't have a guy that can handle the ball, run it, like run the offense a little bit, run the pick and roll, pass it. And I just was really excited to see that with him. And so it's good to see it kind of come into fruition. He obviously started off slow. People were right away wanting to jump ship with, you know, oh, this is, you know, the angles isn't going to work and it's going to be a disaster. Obviously, it's going to take some time for these guys to get back into game shape and, and really just getting comfortable out there. But he's looking better. He's starting to hit the shot. You know, I, I don't know what he's shooting. I haven't looked at the percentages lately, but his, his shot's definitely gotten better. And, yeah, just running that pick and roll, he looks a lot more comfortable and looks like someone that is a, a nice pair with Giannis. You know, that's the other thing, too. And I, I tweeted this out last night. I think it was in the first half. Turnovers, turnovers, and more turnovers. Uh, and there's different things that go along with turnovers, right? Sometimes it's guys not being in the right spot or not being where the other guy's anticipating them be. That's a chemistry issue. That could be what it is. Another another part of this could be simply, like you said earlier, just sleepwalking and just not fully engaged in the game and not, you know, really thinking um, in, in being there 
present uh, with your mind uh, during the course of a game uh, and being sloppy and creating turnovers. Now, I don't know if you can pinpoint exactly what the reason is for a lot of these turnovers and whether or not, because look here, they're not winning playoff series with 17, 18 turnovers in a game like that. There's just no chance. Like I, I always say my, my number is I want to be less than 14, less than 12 would be ideal, but 14 is kind of my number. If you're less than 14, we can live with it and make it work. When you start getting up to 17, 18 turnovers in a game, Nathan Marzian, it's going to be tough to win a series if that's what you're doing game to game through a playoff series. And especially so when, I mean, this team obviously takes a lot of threes. Most of their possessions are either, especially with Chris out, it's going to be either Giannis doing something Giannis does or a guy taking a three. And if you're turning the ball over, obviously that means less shots for you. And it if so then it just it makes you have to shoot that much better on the shots you do get because you're just you're getting less and less shots. You're getting, you know, and so you have to shoot a better percentage to be able to make up for those lost possessions. And obviously they, you know, lately I, again sitting in the third quarter, I'm like, they're turning the ball over, they're getting, you know, fewer, a lot fewer shots than the opposing teams right now. And they're shooting because they were they in the last 15-ish games. They were dead last in, in or I guess, number one in num- the, the number of turnovers they were um, committing per game, so the most. And they were 26th in three-point percentage. And I'm like, how are you going to win a lot like that? You know? You're not. Because, again, you're, you're, you're giving up possessions, and the possessions you do have, you're missing your shots. Like, you're not going to win like that. So it's just been a bad combination of that, and they're going to have to clean it up. I, I do think, though, I know Chris isn't – you know, Chris has his own turnovers and stuff like that, but him being back – will help that more than I think people realize because it makes it, it, it's going to give the ball less to those role players. You're asking guys like, you know, Grayson Allen to, he's not gonna have the ball in his hands as much late in the shot clock or, you know, having to dribble the ball and actually make a play. It'll be okay. Go back to your role as you, you don't have to dribble much. You're just going to be a straight shooter and late in the clock, we'll give it to Chris and, you know, he'll take a contested jumper or whatever. So I think that that'll definitely help a little bit. And, um, Something that I think, I don't know, people, I hate chalking everything up to just, well, Chris will be back, but he will help a lot of things offensively. I mean, he's a very good offensive player. He's going to help your shooting. He's going to help your shot creation. He's going to help, you know, you're just taking pressure off of other guys. So, um, yeah, but still, again, it's a, it's a bad combination right now. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. You brought up Middleton. We need to address this too. Uh, I don't have it slated as a topic. I forgot about it. But since we're here and we're doing a weekend recap, let's talk about it. Th- this stuff, and I-, I don't know where it started. Maybe Nathan does because he- he's all over the social media game. This stuff of, well, maybe Middleton's not playing because of his contract situation. I'm thinking that like he's dogging it. And, and not playing because of, you know, the option or whatever at the end of the year because, you know, he didn't get extended or whatever. So now he's going to sit out longer than he has to uh, to prove a point or whatever. Listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know Chris Middleton personally and we have a relationship. I don't. Not at all. But I think I got a, a good enough beat on this dude to know that there's no chance this is going down. Like, and if it is going down, then they can get rid of him. Then I don't want him. I mean, if that's what's happening. Because I don't think it is, for the record. But if it is, toodles, see ya, don't need ya, out of here. I don't need that type of character and that type of issue and me player on this basketball team. And not to mention the fact that if his teammates think that's what's going on, specifically Giannis, that's going to be even more of a locker room issue and more of a chemistry problem. And you're not going to win crap if you got a locker room divided with one of your best players. So... To me, A, I don't think that's happening. But if it is, they're screwed. They're screwed because they're screwed for the future because it's going to be hard to replace them with money and all that other stuff. That's the first part. The second part, they're screwed, and you're never going to overcome that type of chemistry issue and go win a title. I don't believe it's possible. I don't think you can get over that if you've got guys not getting along or whatever over they think somebody should be out there playing and they're not over a contract situation. But to say it again for the sixth time so people don't think I'm calling out Middleton, I don't think this is going on. But there are a bunch of people, fans on social media, that are accusing Middleton of doing that. And I, I don't I don't necessarily think it's fair. And I don't know where it started or who came up with it or this whole deal. Uh, I think it's unfair to Middleton. But let's just hope it's, it's not actually what's happening. I, I think he's back sooner than later and he comes back and plays. And like you said, uh, then you'll see really kind of what this Bucks team is all about. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I've heard the same stuff or seen the same stuff. So um, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I don't. We, he's given up. He's given us no reason to believe he would be that type of guy and um, really prioritize himself over the team. And just I, I don't believe in that stuff. I mean, I don't know. You'd you'd think like I, the Giannis thing. Giannis came out after the practice on Saturday, I think it was, and was talking and like. He made me feel a lot better because he's, I mean, he gave us no sense. Like he was like, Chris is going to come back and, you know, Joe's going to get used to like, he just, he didn't give you any sense of like, he's actually panicked about this team. He was joking around and just like, he had to, after Bud's press conference, he had to relax everybody down a little bit, but it's like, I feel like if there was some tension, he wouldn't, he'd be more like, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Chris. He came, I mean, he's just out there saying, you know, Chris is going to come back. Like there was no hesitation. There was no doubt. It, It just seems like. Everyone wants to right away, you know, people get, again, I, I, people get bored. People get bored of the same thing. And and instead of just taking the boring route of saying, yeah, Chris is kind of hurt right now. They're playing the long game. He'll come back eventually and he'll be fine. You know, probably maybe 90% of what he is. Maybe he won't be hundred, but he'll be close to what he usually is. And yeah, that's the boring take. The The hot take is we're not getting Chris back. We need to make a huge move or, you know, Chris is holding out because of his contract. Right. And we need to, it, people want to have the hot take. People want to go crazy. Sometimes it is boring and sometimes it's not that big of a deal. So yeah, I, I agree with you. 
All right, let's go to topic two. Uh, let's discuss some of Nathan's tweets from the last several days. I've been uh, liking them uh, as we've gone through, uh, so we can discuss some of Nathan Marzian's uh, tweets. Some of these uh, are amusing because if you follow Marzian on Twitter, you can see how emotional this really gets. I mean, th this dude, he wears his emotions on Twitter. Some they say they wear it on your sleeve. He wears his on Twitter uh, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, as this all goes. I was about to kill him uh, three days ago or whatever when he says, drop your zero to 10 concern rating for the Bucks right now. I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like you're trolling Bucks fans at this point. I feel like you're just poking them to see how many people say they, how many tens you can get. Like you got a side hustle going on. Are you and your buddies all sitting around having a beverage being like, I bet you I can get at least 30 people to say they are at the height of the, of panic level right now at 10. Like, is that what's going on? Do you have a side game going on? Is that why you do this zero to 10 concern rating? Cause this is like the second or third time I've seen it this year already. I want to get the pulse of how people are feeling. Like I, 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 I tweeted that when I was at the bar, I was pretty drunk. But ah. at the same time, mm. I was sitting there and I'm like, because I, I want to see how I like, are people feeling the same way I am? Am I like you get all the takes flying on your timeline, but I'm like, I want to at least just ask the question, like the the get to the bottom of it. How concerned really are you? Because there, you know, there's people that tweet out, we need to make moves and we need to. And you can say that and still not be that concerned. But then there's people that are like, we're screwed. And I, I just wanted to get a sense. I like to look through the replies and just see, OK, how many people are freaking out? How many people are like not freaking out at all, which to me there's, it's in the middle somewhere, you know, I'm like a three or a four. Like that's where I would put my right. concern level. They have some things to address that they night. Is that where it was when you were drinking? Yeah. I I would have said 4.5 probably at that point. Okay. So, so then later he sends out another tweet. This one, I was like, some, yes, dude, we got to get this dude some help struggling mentally right now. Send 2021 Bucks playoff content. Now he's asking his fans of his Twitter account, which he has lots of, to please help him out mentally get through this rough patch uh, of Bucks anxiety uh, at this point. Were you drinking at that point or were you sober at that point? I didn't. What time did I send that tweet? I wasn't drinking. I don't know. They both say three days. They, I don't have yeah. times on them. I don't know. I wasn't. I was not drinking during that time at all. Uh, no, no. I was just. I wanted to. I need that was the next up. day after you were done. Do you think? The next morning or whatever. It was the next day. I had just oh, wow. I got I got I got a concussion on Saturday night. Oh, I'm not and, there yet. On, I'm getting on, there. Sorry, getting on there. Saturday on Saturday morning I got concussed, and so I spent the whole day in the. I had I just had a bad weekend. The Bucks lost. I get concussed, and I'm sitting there in the emergency room for half of Saturday, and I was just like, I need some good vibes right now. Like I want to see some Bucks playoff stuff from 2021. That'll make me feel better. So I tweeted that. Uh, so I, I I need to know something. How how did we get concussed, Nathan Marzian? I was playing basketball and I went for a loose ball, kind of got bumped around, fell down and the back of my head. I fell down backwards and the back of my head went really bounced hard. Bounced off the this. basketball court? It bounced off of the wall, the Ooh. cement wall. So, Ooh. yeah. So who took you to the hospital? Uh, my mom. Oh, you I mean, drove I was home? Well, my, I was with my brother. My brother drove me home. Oh, good. And yeah, then, don't, yeah. don't drive it. You have a concussion. To anybody yeah. listening, do not do that. I mean, yeah, yeah. And I, just to be clear, I wasn't like, it wasn't a concussion. Like, I feel like people think of a concussion like you're dizzy and you can't walk straight. Like, it wasn't like that. It was, my head was killing me. But um, it ended up, I had some fracture in the back of my head. Some small a fracture? fracture. It was a small fracture. That's and, disappointing. I would expect a bandage to be wrapped around your head or something fun. You got mm -hmm. nothing on your head. 
I had some small fracture and a concussion, but it wasn't, you know, it's not something that like, they just said no contact sports. They don't want me to hurt it again, but I can, I can do normal. Like I can just, I can, you know, operate normally. I just. Okay. So this might explain the next tweet that I saved that I just took a nap and Mike Boonholzer was in my dream. Was that, was that post-concussion nap? Yeah. Yeah. Post-concussion. Took a nap. Boonholzer is in my dream. And I don't remember exactly what we were talking about or what was going on. He was just there. Like, it was like I was friends with him. I don't know. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm very happy to say I've never dreamt of Mike Boonholzer in my life, and I like to keep it that way. Okay. Uh, so then Marzian with a, a stat drop uh, on Twitter talking about turnovers uh, and so forth. Uh, then uh, we have the other one. So when you're talking about your uh, concussion, I didn't say, but I remember you also, if I remember correctly, when you said you had a concussion, also mentioned the fact that you were friend-zoned by a girl. Is that also correct? It was a bad weekend, man. Packers lost, too. Everything went wrong this weekend. Friend-zoned. That's all right. You're better than her. Uh, now, this 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 other one here, this was today. And I, I don't understand this from Marquette guy, Nathan Marzian. Need an option to mute Badger football recruitment tweets. It's been nonstop for a month with some gif that says, I just wanted to stop. What does that do from the office or something? Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I don't get it. Y'all don't got a football team. Like, so do you just not watch college football? Is, is Do people at Marquette like not follow college football because y'all don't have a team? Which, by the way, y'all should have a team. I don't understand that because back in the day, y'all did have a team. Um, and why Marquette doesn't have a team still, I don't quite understand. But either way. So is, is this a Marquette thing or is this a Marzian thing? I think it's, I mean, I think most people at Marquette are not huge into football. Like nobody, nobody, like there's not a huge portion of like, oh, everyone's watching the Badger game. Like I think there's probably quite a few people that are still Badger fans of football and like, yeah, I'll root for them. But like, I don't know, on campus, you never got the vibe that people were watching a game or like there's, oh, the Badger game's on, people are watching it. It just was like, most people aren't into it. They don't really care. I watch the big college football games. I watch, you know, the games that are on and stuff. Um, not going to watch the Badgers because they're boring. But not anymore. Yeah, I just, things are changing. Will, they said the same. They said the same, thing about, they said the same thing about when Graham Mertz came. So I'm, I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter. The offense is different. It, 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 I'm telling you. Listen, you are not going to. You are I, not going to stomp this. on my joy and my excitement level. This has been the single greatest thing that's happened to Badger football. And hear me closely: since Barry Alvarez was hired, that that's how big of a hire was. That, again, and you should know more than anybody. You who have made thousands of people follow you because of social media. Dude, they've got it timed out. Their little bat signal thing that they send out that, okay, here comes some more transfer recruiting news. And then you're sitting there refreshing Luke Fickle, trying to wait and see who it is for like a half hour, 45 minutes. And whammo, it's a kicker. I, I was like, a kicker? That, that's what this is? And then I went and saw that he was an All-American as a freshman. And that made me feel better. He's a five-star kicker. But either way, like you, you're not going to ruin it for me because I – I root for both of y'all. Badgers, Marquette, I root for both. Don't matter. Badger football, I've been banging my head against the wall with Gary Ellerson on the big show for years. Every time I get excited, he goes, same old Badgers. Don't do it. You're just going to lead yourself down a path and be frustrated and mad at the world again. And I did it with Graham Mertz. And you're right. I thought he was going to be the savior. I thought he was going to fix everything. He fell on his face, and he wasn't nearly as good. And now he's going to go to Florida and probably get booed out of Florida. But either way, uh, but this here, uh-uh, man. They, they got, what, four four-star recruits going to be in that room? 
I mean, my God almighty, as far as quarterbacks go, they're doing a hell of a job. A hell of a job. So, all right. Glad, glad we cleared that up. Uh, let's move on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Bucks trade rumors. This one involves Knicks guard Emmanuel Quickly. Now, again, young player, right? Uh, he's been around. I believe he was a first-round draft pick of the New York Knicks, about 6'2". Quick, a uh, pretty decent defender, I would say. Uh, can hold his own. Uh, can score a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know the likelihood of them being able to get this done because I don't know exactly what the Knicks are going to want in return. We all know the Bucks don't have a lot of assets necessarily uh, to move, so maybe there would have to be a third team involved. Uh, but it would be a guard. Uh, so, you know, I, financially, I think he's only making like what four, four and a half million, something like that. I don't, I don't think it's a big financial commitment uh, at all at this point. Uh, so that makes you feel better uh, about that situation. To think that maybe they could add quickly and Jay Crowder. I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing or not, but that would be one hell of a shot in the arm if they added both of them. I don't know if I get as excited about quickly as I see a lot of people on social media getting right now about this trade rumor. Uh, your thoughts, Nathan Marzian? Yeah, I don't I don't think I want quickly to be like the move we make. Um, I, I mean, I, I like it as, you know, we need, you know, to have another guard, a guy that's young. He's got athleticism. He's kind of got the tools to be okay defensively and he's quick. He does provide stuff that the Bucks don't really have. You know, they're more, the Bucks are more of that you know, not quite as athletic and not quite as fast team. They they have, you know, whatever. Um, so I get, I get all that. I get why he's appealing to people, but at the same time, I mean, he's not a fantastic defender and he's not super efficient scoring the ball. Like he hasn't been shooting very well. I think he's low forties field goal percentage wise. And he's like low thirties, three point percentage wise. Um, I don't know. I think some of these guys, it's like, they're, they're fun to watch. And I, I I don't know. People, I don't know if they actually look too deeply into like how these guys actually play and how effective they are, but it's like a Jordan Clarkson. I mean, I've been harping against Jordan Clarkson for a long, like I, I get it. He's going to have some really good nights. He's there's going to, you can look at his highlights and be like, holy cow, you know, look at this, but he's still going to end up being, you know, not that efficient. He's not playing defense. And it's like, is he really a winning player? Probably not. You know, he'll be fun to have. And in the regular season, he'll be fun to, you know, he'll have a 30 point, some 30 point games, some 25 point games, whatever. That'll be fun. Um, and I get, we could use some scoring, but like in the, in the end, a guy that can just go, you know, put up a bunch of shots and score, isn't going to be it, it, what helps this team when we're fully healthy, you know, when we have the big three and taking the most of the shots. So, um, and not, not necessarily that quickly is the exact same player, but he's just, he's another guy that if you watch him, 
he's kind of electric with how quick he is and how fast and athletic. And I think people are appealed to that rather than actually just how good he is as a player. I still like him. I wouldn't be mad if the Bucks got him at all, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not out here going crazy for him. Yeah. I want to score um, different than you. You want more of a defender. I want more of a score. Uh, and I don't think he's instant offense off the bench. I don't think that's who he is necessarily. Uh, maybe he'll be there in three or four years as he improves. Uh, Cam Reddish is another guy in the Knicks team that I've seen Bucks fans clamoring over uh, as well. And I think he's been a huge disappointment since he's been in the league. Nathan. Yeah. He, like at some point you got to trust who these guys show you that they are. He has never proven really to do anything well on the court. He's not necessarily bad at a ton of things. Like he's not like, he's not like he sucks sucks, but he hasn't proven a single part of his game really. And that, you have to have something that you can rely on. I mean, like Grayson at least can shoot, but like even him, like you, you, you kind of start to see it against bad team or against good teams when Grayson isn't really getting as much of his shot. Like he, he's, you know, covered well. And it's like, okay, what are you really providing us? Cause you're not really giving us much shooting. You're not really able to do much ball handling. You're not a, you know, you're nothing special as a defender. It's like, okay, what do you really do? Like you have to have something you can kind of rely on in the in the playoffs and when you're in a playoff series to be able to play consistently there's something you got to be bringing and so again with these guys that are just you know okay yeah they can score it sometimes and they can maybe get hot and fill it up a little bit okay but if you're not like if you're not able to do anything else there's going to be times you're going to you know you're probably in a playoff series they're going to stop you or they're going to hold you down and if you're playing on a team with Giannis Christian Drew you're not going to be able to get enough shots to really be a great score putting up 20 a game like you would again, like Clarkson on the Jazz right. or Cookie on the Knicks, whatever. Um, so it's like at that point, if your scoring goes down a little bit, what are you providing? You don't really, you know, you're not a great uh, assist guy. You're not a defender. It's just like you're going to be in the same position. So um, that's why, I, like, if you can get a guy that, again, I want a defender, a guy that can defend, you know, they can, that's something they can do in the playoffs. Like they've, a guy that's a proven defender, they can guard multiple positions. And you can just put them out there for defense and put them on the wing or whatever. Like that's something that I like because it's, you, you can rely on it. You can trust it. All right, let's go to the last topic. Uh, a list put out by Sam Amico uh, uh, at hoopswire.com uh, is where I found this story. And it's just a list of unrestricted free agents that are out there that aren't signed that we're sitting here in January. A lot of these dudes are old dudes for the most part um, that don't have gigs. Now, when I read some of these names, you're gonna be like, does that dude still even play basketball? I mean, is he just sitting around eating Cheetos and not even really caring about coming back? And some of these dudes, that might be exactly what it is. But here, so here's the list. Now, backup center. I don't know if a backup center is something you'd be interested in or looking for, uh, but here are some of the names. LaMarcus Aldridge, Willie Cauley-Stein, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, Ed Davis, Derek Favors, Taco Fall, uh, Marcus Bolden, uh, Dwight Howard, Myers Leonard, uh, Greg Monroe, Tristan Thompson, Noah Vonley, Hassan Whiteside, Cody Zeller. Uh, any of those names interest you in possibly bringing in as, you know, one of those rotation guys on the bench as a backup? Love the Greg Monroe mention. Shout out to Moose. You're better. Um, not necessarily. I mean, Noah Vonley, I know he can defend well. He always defended Giannis pretty well. I'm not really interested too much in a backup big. I feel like, I don't know, you've got Brooke out there for the most part, and then Giannis behind that. And 
they can go small at times. I, I don't think in the playoffs, a backup big, you're playing very much at all. Like we kind of, that's part of the reason I think they got rid of, you know, they didn't want to guarantee DeMarcus Cousins his contract last year. Yeah, he was playing fine in the regular season. He can give you some minutes when Brooke was out and stuff. But at the end of the day, like come playoff time, you're not going to be very useful. Like, so why, now, would we, why would we, why would we guarantee your contract? Okay. Now think about something now, right? So now start thinking about the teams you're going to be playing. Cleveland's got size. Um, and and they're going to provide some bigs. I'm not saying you're going to use this guy in every series, but I think you might be able to use them in a series or two, kind of doing what whatever's going on. The other thing you have to consider too is, and I like having Plan Bs. We've talked about this in the past. But if something were to happen to Brooke Lopez, you don't have anybody. You have Bobby Portis, who's got to go imitate a center, and then there's nobody behind Bobby Portis. So while we talk about a wing that can defend or score you and I going back and forth, I don't hate the idea if you can get somebody on veteran minimum to come sit at the end of your bench and kind of play a few minutes here or there and save Brooke Lopez's uh, body a little bit uh, in games. I'm okay with it. And you brought up a guy that I'm more than interested in bringing back. Marcus Cousins. Yeah, bring him back. Fine with me. I'm good. Now, I don't know how he fit in the locker room. I feel like he fit. Okay. I didn't hear anything one way or the other that he was a problem. I think those guys were kind of surprised that they let him go when they did. Uh, but he knows Bud's system. He's been in it. So it's not like you're having to train somebody to come in. He's got to learn everybody. He knows the guys he's playing with. Most of that team is the same team as last year. Like, I, I don't, I wouldn't have a problem with that. And, you know, we talk about the Kings somewhat too, because you and I both are, are kind of keeping our eye on the Kings. And that that's a former King guy. Like, you know, one of the better Kings to play in Sacramento. He would, I, to me, he would make sense in Sacramento too. Having a, another guy besides Sabonis because they have no backup big. They've got a bunch of backup bigs, but they all suck. That would make sense there too. But again, we don't know if Cousins wants to play. But if, if he's in shape and wants to play, I I think he makes sense for either team. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I again, I, I, if I'm gonna get someone, I'd rather get a a wing or a guard. Just I sure. I yeah. I just I don't see the. I don't see – could there be situations in the playoffs where, yes, they are useful? Yes, but, again, I, I don't see it being more than like they're – you know, oh, they had – they put together 10 to 15 good minutes in one or two games rather than someone who's actually like a series kind of changing player. We wouldn't win the series without them. I don't see any of those guys as that. All right, small forwards uh, still on this list from Sam Amico. Carmelo Anthony, Trevor Ariza, uh, Jordan Bell. Uh, let's see who else is on this list. I'm not reading all of them. I'm just reading uh, some of them here as we go through here. Paul Millsap, he's 37. Jabari Parker, I'm bringing back Jabari Parker. Uh, he's out there. DJ Wilson, former Marquette player. I see him on uh, Twitter uh, from time and again. Any of wait, those wait, guys wait. interest you? DJ Wilson? DJ Wilson, he's on the list. He's not a Marquette player. He's not a former Marquette. He's a former Buck. Oh, former Buck. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, Sorry. I was like, what? No, I was thinking of Jameel Wilson. That's who I was thinking of. I was just okay, looking at okay. Jameel Wilson on Twitter the other day. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, so DJ Wilson, and he wasn't a very good Milwaukee Buck uh, either. No. Uh, okay, uh, your thoughts on any of those players? Um, I mean, I'm definitely not in the bring back Jabari camp. Um, Paul Millsap, I used – he's old now, but he was always someone that I was like – you know, again, because he can play both sides. He can, he can defend. He can get the three. I guess – but again, he's old. Like, I don't know how much you'd rely on him at all and how much you'd be comfortable having him out there, but at least you know what he can bring to the table. So I guess I would go with him because he's probably the most reliable, most, you know, again, guy you're most confident in with what he's bringing. All right. So that would be yours. I, I don't think I'm going down the Carmelo Anthony path. I don't think no. I'm interested in that. Ariza. He's all right. Yeah. I, I don't think I would mind Ariza uh, one way or the other if, if that was something they wanted to go down. 
Um, I don't think I'd mind Paul Millsap either, uh, but nobody really floats my boat on that one. I still fight cousins over those guys. Uh, small forwards. Uh, Aminu, uh, Justin Anderson. Trevor Ariza makes this list as well. Ken Bazemore. Bucks fans love them some Ken Bazemore back in the day before Atlanta gave him stupid money because of Bud. Uh, Tyler Dorsey uh, is on that list. Uh, let's see who else we got. James Ennis is on this list. Maurice Harkless. Uh, Rodney Hood, uh, former Buck. Uh, Josh Jackson. And who else is out here? Anybody else? Uh, for the most part. I mean, this list is long. Eric Pasco, another guy. Tony Snell, you bring back former Buck. Lance Stevenson, Ray John Tucker, another one. Any of those names interest you? Um, Dorsey would be interesting only because he plays on the Grease team with Giannis. Um, and that played would be well in spurts on that Grease team with Giannis. Yeah, like he's shown he can, you know, score a little bit and whatever. Um, Snell has always been someone that I've wouldn't mind bringing back only because again, you know what he can bring. Like he can he, he can hit the 3 and he defends. Yeah, and he defends. Like at least you know you're getting something from that guy. Bazemore has kind of been a theoretical 3 and D player for a while and someone who like you said Bucks fans have wanted. I wouldn't, you know, again, if you're getting him as a free agent, I wouldn't hate that as someone to, to add on to this team. But those are, yeah, kind of the only ones that come to mind. All right, shooting guards. PJ, jo- PJ Dozier is on this list, but he just signed with the Kings a 10-day contract. So you're going to X him out. Uh, Sterling Brown uh, is on this list, uh, at least when it was uh, put I, out here. I don't know if he signed with somebody yeah, or not. But... I think he did. I think I saw something with him signing. Yeah, here. okay, so maybe he's not available. I wouldn't want him anyhow. Uh, Avery Bradley uh, is on this list for shooting guards. Wayne Ellington. Is on this list. The Langston Galloway uh, is on this list. Scotty Hobson. Uh, let's see here. Tyler Johnson. He's out there. Jeremy Lamb uh, is out there. Patrick McCaw is out there. Sean McDermott. Ben McLemore. Sam Merrill, former Buck. Sam Merrill. Etwan Moore. Uh, Malik Newman. Let's see. Wayne Selden. Nick Stauskas. He never lived up to the hype. Uh, Denzel Valentine, Matt Thomas, Wisconsin kid, uh, Lindell Wigington, Lou Williams. I, I don't know. I, I said before, old, you know, younger Lou Williams was instant offense off the bench. He's 36. I mean, I, he probably has nothing left in the tank. Would I bring him in to work him up? Maybe. But again, this might be another guy that's like done with basketball. He's on this list because he's not officially retired or whatever the case may be. So we have no idea some of these older guys that they even still want to play and what kind of shape they're in. But but there, there'd be a part of me that would I, I, I'd be intrigued by that. Now, again, he's not going to be that defensive guy. This is just for scoring only and something that Nathan d- didn't really want. He wants more of a defensive guy. But for me, you know, I, I think I'd be intrigued by it. What again, he's, he's another guy that, you know, so many people would like because they just see, oh, he won six man a lot of times. He's a, you know, has averaged quite a few points off the bench. He's an offensive guy. You know, they think he's such a good player because that and it's like, he's not a winning player. The reason he hasn't been on a ton of like super good winning teams because he just comes off the bench, takes his, you know, 17 to 20 shots, gets his 20 points, doesn't play defense, doesn't provide you any, um, not a great ball handler, not a great facilitator. And it's like, what is that really getting you at the end of the day? I don't know. Like I, and again, in a role where he's not a six man and where he's not getting 17 shots a game where he's probably going to get 10 if he plays, you know, eight to 10 off the bench. Um, no, you know, at that point, I'm like, I, I just don't see, I don't think it's worth it. 
some of those guys, I mean, the earlier guys you mentioned, I know there was like Avery Bradley in there. He's a good defender. Um, Langston Galloway can shoot a little bit. Like some of those guys at least can give you a little bit on both ends. Um, none of them intrigue me very much, but some of them are at least like there are a lot of them are just meh. Right. Point guards. Here we go. DJ Augustine on the list. Eric Bledsoe, Trey Burke, Michael Carter Williams, Mario Chalmers, Darren Collinson, uh, Quinn Cook, uh, Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn's in the G League. I believe he's playing pretty well in the G League. I think I just saw a highlight of his the other day. Uh, Tim Frazier. Uh, let's see who else. Marcus Howard. That's the, not, again, Marquette guy, I know. But I that is another guy that I think, and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, he had a shot in Denver, but I think he could be one of those instant offenses guys off the bench for a team in that yeah, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth man role that can come in and kind of be that Lou Williams type player. Because when that dude's going, get the hell out of his way when he gets going. Yeah, but he's not even six foot. Yeah, no, he's small. He's not going to help you defensively. He's going to be what you don't want, which is just a score. His only job is going to be come in and shoot. And he can create separation for himself. He's quick enough to, to make plays for other guys. But you're right. On the other side of the floor, he's a problem. Like, he's not going to be able yeah. to defend much of anything. And just being able to, in the NBA, get your shot off at 5 foot, 10, 11, it's, it's very difficult. So, I don't know. I think, again, another guy that you're like, your scoring is pro- like the one thing you do is score, but that's probably going to be minimized at, you know, in this level, at the playoff level, like that's sure. probably going to get taken away. So you've got to be able to do something else. You got to be able to provide something. If you can't, I'm not, I'm out on them. Brandon Knights uh, is another guy, Alfred Payton uh, on this list. Uh, Ray John Rondo. No, I don't want him. Uh, Javante Smart, uh, David Stockton, Kiefer Sykes, Green Bay kid. Uh, Cassius Winston, Kemba Walker. He just got released. Lindell Wigington. Uh, he knows, uh, obviously the system, Brad Wanamaker, any of those guards do anything for you. Isaiah Thomas. I don't know if I said him or not, but Isaiah Thomas as well. Uh, none of those actually, I I'm, I'm not very into him. A lot so of you're, under- you're more into trading for somebody right now. That free agent yeah. list doesn't do much for you. Yeah. A lot of them are undersized. A lot of them, you know, just, there's nothing really that appealing about them. I mean, there's guys in there that if you just wanted someone who could handle the ball a little bit, I mean, yeah, you can, you, they can do that. But I feel like almost like there's a lot of basically any point guard. That's the one thing they have to be able to do is at least be able to handle the ball, run the offense a little bit. They just have to be um, better than George Hill. Uh, George Hill is better than pretty much everyone on that list though. I don't know. Yeah, George I mean, Hill is not that bad. He's, he's, he's not good, but he's not, he's, I mean, you could trade something for you could trade George Hill for something. None of those those guys are all free agent. Well, then go ahead, do it, do it. Like I, George Hill was playing way better at the beginning of the season, uh, and slowly, I think, in my opinion, has kind of gone away from where he was. Remember the beginning of the year, you and I were both like, "Hey, man, he looks pretty good. Like he looks like he's in better shape than he was last year. Looks a little bit quicker than maybe he did last year." And now we're here in the middle of the season, and I feel like I'm watching George Hill of last year. I, I feel like that's kind of where we're back to. So maybe our eyes were playing tricks on us of what we saw from George Hill early in the year. And now maybe this is really what it was the whole time. And maybe I got tricked, but do you agree with that? Or do you think George Hill's playing just as good as he was at the beginning of the year? I don't know. I agree. I mean, he hasn't been anything special, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like he's just, he's, he's better than the guys you mentioned. I, I, I do feel like on both ends, like he's at least someone who can handle the ball a little bit and he's not like brutal defensively. I'll take that over those guys who don't really do much well at all. 
All right, he is Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. And follow me at Sparky Radio Green and Growing. Record Tuesdays and Thursdays. It gets uploaded Wednesday and Friday mornings. Uh, and as always, we'll be back at this uh, again coming up on Thursday night. And between now and then, uh, the Bucks have another basketball game that we can talk about as well. And maybe we can see if we can get a guest maybe on the show coming up on Thursday night as well. Enjoy the rest of your day. You've listened to another fine edition of Green and Growing.